0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy. One heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, and that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. For today's episode, I'm going to share a conversation with the man behind some of the most noticeable brands across the world, like Google, Los Angeles Lakers, HSBC, Jordan, Pagani, Braun, Louis Vuitton, Miami Heat. He is endorsed by the Iron Mike Tyson, Richard Branson, Oprah Winfrey, the 42nd President of the United States, Bill Clinton. I can keep going on and on and on, but it's no wonder why they call him the coach to coaches. Mr. Richard Dolan. If you're tuning in and you're serious about making more money and if you want to attract better clients, if you need more referrals, if you want to raise more capital, attract partners for joint venture deals, or just need more deal flow, I advise you to pay close attention to the information shared in today's episode. Lastly, text us at 843-396-2104 and let us know how you felt about today's episode. Stand by for a quick message and let's have some fun.
1: This podcast is part of the WinCheck Studios Network. Where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www.winject.com. That's W I N J E C T.com. If you're
0: ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there. The coach of the coaches, Mr. Rich. What's up, man? You know, What's
1: right? Chris Ross, man. Look at you, my bearded brother.
0: That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm starting to get a little gray and a little wisdom more now.
1: That's okay. Or we call you know that. That's called Russ Wheel Trust. That's all good. It's all good.
0: <laughs> I love it. The way this is kicking off, pretty I know that we, you know, of course, have a lot in common and, and a lot of things that we can kind of go into detail about. But First and foremost, I am extremely honored to be able to have a chance to interview you. And if there's anybody that has ever listened to this show of me, I treat every single person with the same amount of gratitude for holding space and investing some time with me. So I appreciate you, Rich. Thanks.
1: Hey, man. And I I know that I'm coming into your home and the home of others that are listening to you with that trust in place. I, I don't take that lightly. So thank you.
0: No, you're welcome. You're welcome. So intros, all that stuff we do later. So that's all admin stuff, but let's kind of like go into detail. There's a, there's a long list of things that we can discuss, but there's also a very short list and some things that people maybe haven't scratched the surface on rich. And those are the things I would like to spend more time on. All right. So there's just like, you know, a lot of areas of opportunity where people are like-minded and getting to certain levels of success, whatever that might be for people, the amount of people that you do meet, it's, a, it's the imprint that you leave onto them. And I truly, truly believe this, that that is the best currency you can ever have in life is how someone speaks about you when no one's in there, you know, no one, you don't hear you or anything. And especially if there's a room full of people that are some major players and they bring up your name, when there's a lot of opportunity there, that's the impact you leave. And I'm I'm searching for, and I see in a lot of different messages from a lot of the work you've done. So well done. so. That's what's got me really excited about this conversation is that we're 100% aligned to that. Mm. But like, what do you think? Is that something you can teach? Or is that something that it just comes with maybe being obsessed in a, some more survival type of way because you know that that was your competitive advantage? I know it's a loaded question to kind of kick off. I just didn't really plan it. But I think it's something that people don't really talk about enough of.
1: No, man, that's cool. I mean, look, you you and I are both lifelong students, and it's because mm-hmm. of are lifelong and committed teachers. Yeah. And so, why do I answer the question by a way of an analogy? And well, this yeah. happens to me all the time. I don't know about you, Chris, but uh, as a young dad, I'm sure you're finding yourself in stores buying Pampers and toys and things that your little girl won't need much now, and I'm sure she'll outgrow soon. But here's here's the analogy. You walk into a store, and you're really just enamored with something, and so you've really truly made the choice to buy it. So you pick it up and you walk to the cashier, but there's a long line. There's a long line, and in that moment you start to reconcile the ideology, like, hey, maybe I don't even need this thing. Like maybe I don't <laughs> even done, you know if I can afford this thing. And so you may have, in fact, decided to buy it, but have chosen to leave it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it really all comes down to understanding what choices you make. And so when you think about and understand both the tenacity and tenure of great relationships, it comes down to what decisions are you making? What choices are you making? It comes down to what what, what kind of a dude do I want to be? What what kind of a, a man do I want to grow up to be? Uh, what don't I want to be? And it's really easy, especially as one dad to another, to say, hey, if my son or your daughter were to run into someone that knew us 20, 30 years from now, what would you pray to God and hope? that they would say about their pop. Oh my god. Have you tuned into any of my shows before? Well, dude, I mean, I've been researching you quite extensively.
0: Okay. All right. So and you
1: say, and you, you that's what I said to you right before we went live is you talk a lot like me. Yes. You know, or, or or I talk a lot like you. Suppose, but yeah. at the end of the day, sometimes when you're doing the right thing and you mm-hmm. hear the right thing, you're on the right path. And so right. that's how you and I jam well.
0: I love this because I have been screaming since I became a father that the reason why I'm putting in the extra, extra work on top of a lot of things that I do is my daughter's opinion on me when I when she's 35. Because that's what that's why we're all here. I mean, you know, it's it even have to work harder because of I'm I'm gonna be have to train her and and you know, mold her and make sure that I'm Giving or creating an environment for her to be a little bit more creative in that way. She doesn't feel like, okay, oh, my dad's got this company and this, 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 this. I want to still instill with her, like, listen, if you want a dollar, you better go get it. How can you increase your value? And that's what, that's the other side of it. I think it comes from how we were cut it a long, long time ago, bro. Like I'm you put me on the phone next to someone else. I'm going to outwork that son of a gun. Because it, it's it is the way it is. I'm obsessed. Whatever I'm working on, I'm going after it. Like there's, I am I am so aggressive.
1: But but you see, that's that's because Chris just a slipstream. That's like that's your thing. So like you walk into the store of life, you said I'm going to take that, and that's called obsessed. So yes. you've not only decided it, you've chosen it. And every mm-hmm. day, what people don't realize is that you've got to keep choosing it. You don't wake up every morning it choosing you. You've got to yeah. choose it. Because people don't realize, and maybe some do, that inside this mind of yours, this brain, this material that weighs only about eight pounds, depending on how big you are and what you're up to what your genealogy is, but it's only perfected one act over three million years, and that's the act of survival. Yes. Not to go get it, not to be obsessed, not to blow it up, show it up, or risk it to get the biscuit. I mean, it's, it's only wired to do one thing, and that's survive. So mm-hmm. even being motivated, inspired, good-hearted, loving, affectionate, uh, I mean- all those other wonderful things that animate and amplify your experience in life, oh, your wow. joy in life, your your interconnectivity in life, even your passion for faith, your passion for God, your passion for wanting more, getting more, being obsessed just as you are. It's all an extension of that choice. And what people don't realize, and I and I hope that they get, especially following you and doing the great work that you've been doing, is that you've got to keep choosing it. You've mm-hmm. got to keep choosing it. Every, to it. Every day's
0: a choice. Every day's a choice. Every day. It every day every day when i wake up and most people and this is where a lot of I me mean, like my bedroom i just my sanctuary just whoa, the way whoa, i whoa, look whoa. at
1: what kind of what kind of show is this going into right now chris
0: right yeah that's gonna no we can we can curse and we can do whatever you want right so like, I'm coming, know
1: the, you got me i'm coming into your bedroom Continue. right yeah
0: so think about this overall for a second i go when i go into my room at night there's no technology that walks in that sucker with me mm. none why? Because when I wake up in the morning, I am a nature of habit. We are all are creatures of it. I will end up grabbing my phone because I'm running several businesses. I'm doing several things, but everything in my phone is a distraction. And it's a, um, I would say the, probably the best way to kind of like really describe what it is in my phone is everyone else's request of what is in the best interest of them. Mm. Not me, not my family, not the path, not my true essence of me as an individual. So the first one i Eyes pop open. I need to know what's happening within my own self. And that's a choice. It starts with a choice and it ends with a
2: choice. Mm.
0: But you're going to be conscious of the, the choices that you make. A lot of them are we make, and they say, in the average, what, 30 to 40,000 choices a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Most of them are not that simple to, you know, like, oh, I'll wear the color blue. Oh, I'll wear this. I'll wear that. Oh, I'll do this. I'll brush my teeth here. I'll do this. These are a lot of things that become a habit in terms of, you know, obviously a different personality trait for you if you don't pay attention to, but I start my day with a choice on purpose. That's what's intention.
1: Well, well, and just a slipstream with that, if I may, is that, is that you're right. Whether they're 10, 20, 30, 40,000 automatic choices, it's because most people are living in automatic.
0: Yes. Real- Bam. That was my point.
1: Yep. That's right. So as you're in automatic, you got to realize that the only thing your brain is doing as it's in automatic is predicting the future for your safety. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not, not for not for your sanity, not for your success, not for achievement, not not for your joy, not for your bliss, just to stay intact. Right. And that's not that's not usually an empowering place. It's usually just enough enough mm-hmm. to get by, enough to survive another day, enough to in fact call tomorrow a reality. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and that's where you when you make that shift into living in an abundant lifestyle, not an abundant mindset, abundant lifestyle. So everything I do needs to be abundant. It's enough of, mm-hmm. then there's a, there's an opportunity. But that's looking at life through a certain lens that you can't look through if you're not in that way of thinking.
1: Well, and, and you've got to also expand that to give people some access to something, which is perhaps the means of measuring. So if you okay. say abundant, what you mean by abundant and what I mean by abundant might be two different things. Yes. But I, I might have two cars in my garage and that ain't enough for my partner who has 16 cars in his garage. Mm-hmm. He calls that abundance. I call that, you know, dang, that's cool. But, but I mean, for me, the measurement would be that you've got, you've got from the very left, the very extreme left of not having enough. And we all know what that might look like. Then you've got enough, right? Then you'd have more than enough. And then you'd have abundance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Abundance is not recognizing either what you have or don't have, but you've got everything you'll ever need.
0: It's not it, even knowing the difference between work and play. That's what i mean. like. You're living in that, living in that medium. Like I learned how to slow down time a while back. Of the conscious and unconscious part of your brain, it goes to sleep at night. I've learned how to focus on one thing. If I'm having a conversation with rich, I'm having a conversation with rich. And I'm hundred percent present. And it's where the reason why I had to learn this for myself is ego. So that ego was a <laughs> was something that was not just ruining my relationships, but it was ruining my growth. Mm. Because I, I, if you get stuck in the past and if you get caught on something, you get angry, that's past. If you get you trying to think about something, you're anxious or you're getting caught up in a lot of people, people get depressed or whatever that might be. That's more of a future type of state. But if you're 100% like nothing matters, man. Only thing matters right now.
1: Well, and that, that raises the question is what what are you really committed to? So to yes. rip off that for a moment, when people are really anxious and they're really trying to project themselves in the future, it, it brings the question kind of like even how we're named. We're, we're called homo sapiens and really we should be considered homo prospectus. Do you okay. know that we're the only species in the, on the planet that thinks about the future? We yeah. contemplate the future, the only species. I mean, you, you don't have a chimpanzee saying, I wonder what I'll do on Tuesday. <laughs> you don't have an American Eagle saying, gosh, I wonder if we should go south for the winter. Um, I mean, you've got ourselves enraptured, as you said, ego of, of what I also would call a concept of self. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what commitment you're serving. If you're serving a commitment that's really for one's daughter, one's son, one's legacy, or or one's stand for the world to abolish this, to reconcile that, to to rectify a challenge or to absolve a, a huge uh, upset. Or are you living from the commitment of this concept of yourself? Having nice things, keeping up the appearances, um, yes. being able to keep up with the Joneses, which might be a term that uh, some of the older folks might remember, or keeping up with the Kardashians, which would-
0: <laughs> Either which, or, <laughs> it's a long way to chase, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. It's like, so everyone thought, well, gosh, that's the way beautiful looks. It, it should look like this yeah. and be pouty like that and have this and have that. When who said that's abundance? Who, mm-hmm. who, who determined that that was what wealth would look like? Well, who said that when you get there, you're happy? Because here's what happens. Although the characters change in one's life, the screenplay is the same, and the movie still stars you. So you've yes. got to be at peace with the choices and the commitments you have made because they guide you.
2: Hmm.
0: I was just, you know, when I was talking about that speech, I was giving the the night, and maybe just, just all these things were like little like fire bombs popping off in my own mind when, I, when we were having this discussion. And we didn't really plan, obviously, to going all the way, like jumping out the gate, but that's what we do anyway, right? So like I, I was telling everyone listening and tuning into this, Like I want everyone to write this down at the beginning. I want you to write down truth and illusion. And I'll circle back to that here in a little bit. But you need to know the difference. So what is true? What's your truth? Who are you? What are you about? And you can go back and reverse engineer everything else has ever happened to you. And if you spend some time with me today, I'm going to show you that everything's in a freaking illusion. It's not real. The only thing that matters is now. So what are you going to do about it? Nope, stop thinking. What are you going to do? Is it deep in your subconscious? I mean, you've coached some, some of my idols growing up, to be honest with you. we start name dropping Mike Tyson. I mean, as you go through your scroll, Like we don't need to go on into detail. But when it's deep in your subconscious and it's deep there, that's the reason why in the military trains, their sort of eyes bleed. It's because we need to know what's going to happen and do you really want it. There's no plan B and there's no C. There's go. So when I force people to like adopt that way of thinking, they get really uncomfortable. Why is that, Rich?
1: Well, because it's only when your absolute essence of survival is threatened do you actually really relocate yourself. There it is. You know, I, I have I have a saying that if, if you want high performance in life, you've got to have low tolerances.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: if you have low performance in life, it's because you've got high tolerances. So one of my earliest mentors would say is that the integrity of my life and my performability actually lives on the on the dust particles on the blinds of my window. And I'd say, Are you nuts, man? Are you considering I should be OCD? I should be getting myself cleaning that he goes, Well, I just I want you to get that the integrity, your commitment to high performance would live in the dust particles on that blind because wow. how how minute of the details are you looking at and are committed to getting clean, getting clear? getting out of the way so to perform and and i couldn't get that when i was young until i looked through those experiences and you realize mm-hmm. gosh I've, I've got high tolerances low performance because i got the wrong dudes in my life yeah. i got died in my life i'm drinking too much in my life mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm i'm learning from the wrong people i'm not following people who are a living demonstration of what they speak and what they sell and mm-hmm. right in that moment you realize gosh I gotta I gotta really understand my standards a bit better So Chris for your audience and all those who've been following you for all now four seasons my gosh congratulations Thank you and yeah one of the things I'd love people to get is that you know you're a guy who understands the importance of having high standards which is then of course equal and proportionate to very low tolerances yeah you well know, there's low tolerances there's there's peak performance and so yeah. um, and so you know that's that's important to note. You know, you said Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was at his very best because when Cus D'Amato, he would admit to me. And I I, I mean, gosh, I've been with Mike Tyson for over 12 years now. Blessed to call him a friend. Uh, probably more blessed to, to have my ears to show for it. Um, <laughs> but it heads. We've never bitten each other, but we've come damn close. And uh, but he, he he admitted to me that that when Cus was his coach and his corner man above all else, he really knew that he had to listen to Cuss because that was that was law, that was truth. Low yeah. tolerance, high performance. The minute that cornerman was gone, though, he he had he had very, very high tolerances, led mm-hmm. a lot of different people in his life. He got swayed in different directions and all hell broke loose. And I guess everyone knows his story. So it's it's not to say that you should be living within a stringent rule set. Uh, course of action and commitments. No, it's just really once in a while, ask yourself, am I at the source of my results or am I'm, I'm at the expense of them?
0: Yeah, big, bam. Yeah. I mean, that you can, we can go, that's a whole other topic right there. And we oh. can go on for freaking five hours with, because you talked about the truth. It is unscapable truth. You can't run away from it at mm-hmm. all. Like mm-hmm. you cannot run away from it. It's, it is unscapable. When you lose that type of foundation and that anchor in life, you You need to put something that's going to carry the same weight or significance that where you are viewing it, not by someone else's views, they're dropping it into that that void.
1: well, and that that brings up your your I want to bring it back into our present, which is the truth versus the illusion. And, yes. and when you and when you brought that up, it really struck a chord for me. And I want to make sure that that folks at home write this down too, with the notes in which you asked them to. Which is that whenever you're looking at trying to decipher truth or you are in the presence of an illusion, the experience people have is being seduced. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, for example, what I think is a big challenge with, for example, social media, where, where sometimes some people are teaching you something. But sometimes what people are trying to do is seduce you into thinking that that's the way success looks. Mm-hmm. This means having it all. When you drive this, when you're wearing that, when you've got a watch, when you've got a girl, when you've got a dude and they, they all look like this
0: man, oh, man! no man. Yeah. I swear to God, and me like- and you, man, we, man, we got to spend some, we got to, I can't wait for the future. We're going to spend so much time together with this because yeah. th- this is the thing that literally that spark inside of me, because we've been, I've been behind this scenes for so freaking long. And I know that you, this is where a lot of the stuff that you're doing now and, and congratulations on. Cutting that safety net every single day and getting your everyone needs to know that you're the guy behind a lot of freaking players that were pulling some strings. Mm. So and God bless you, man. If there's anything I can ever do to throw you up and in, in, you know up in the air and be like, Rich, get him. You better get him. It's a yeah. hot commodity. He's going to turn everyone into a millionaire. You better watch.
1: <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's cool, man. I mean, look, when I got the call and I got to work with the Miami Heat right before we won our back-to-back championships, that was cool. I mean, um, you know, when I got the call when the uh, Oprah network was about to fail and had to do a cross North America yep. tour to recalibrate its attention, that was cool. Um, I mean, when we when we needed to kind of create a whole new brand called the Clinton Global Initiative and I got the call from President Clinton, that was cool. Uh, when Tyson was, I mean, way overweight and could not stand the sight of himself and I got the call, that was cool. So, I mean, you've got to ask yourself, what what put me in a position to be able to be the one who gets the phone call? And that's all about putting yourself in rooms where you can fix real problems with real approaches that really work.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, and,
1: do, and, like doing,
0: and doing with ease with a level of trust there and knowing that, hey, there's something that it happens intuitively when you're having a conversation, when someone gives off the impression, like, listen, even if shit goes haywire, I'm still capable of dealing with that haywire you. So, and that's, that's so important. Let's talk about that just for a second. That's let powerful.
1: It, let me give it to you. Cause that was a good riff, man. It, you know, and by the way, if you're listening in, if you're tuning in and you're watching both you know, Chris and I jamming here, this is really cool. when two musicians come together, never practiced before. And we're just jamming. This is really <laughs> we're just cool. having fun. Yeah, Intellectually conversationally, Chris, what a, what a pleasure to be here with you. But, but, but the term I would invite people to write down that I've just freshly coined and you can use it. Is you begin to look at the degree and quality of one's stick-to-itness, right? One's mm. stick-to-itness, because what often gets us to stick to things is our our our, our, our skin in the game,
2: mm-hmm. the price
1: we paid, right? What's at stake. But stick-to-itness is measured by how you stick to it no matter how it's working, yep. no matter how it's going. I love it, that. It's 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 the it's the person who says, Look, I'm giving myself 12 weeks to get in shape and they stick to it, even though the needle doesn't move and they don't lose it a single damn pound for week on week on week, they stick to it. And, and, and on it goes, whether it's a, a budget regimen, whether it's saving or investing or loving or trying to get off an addiction, or whether it's trying to fall back in love with your faith or your future, the, the degree and quality of one's stick to itness is always going to be equal and proportionate to the outcome.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and so some people call that perseverance. I don't like to call it resilience because resilience by definition is the returning to original yes. form. So I'm not big on resilience, but stick to it. And this is like, why are you sticking to it? And why would that matter to you? Right, Chris?
0: Right. And why would, is it, is it going to serve you long-term? Have you really looked at the metrics behind it? Mm. Does that data support that? So how did you go about making this type of decision? And I always put it back on them. Like, listen, if you're going to hold on to something that freaking hard, Is it really helping you, man? Mm -hmm. Like, Look at all these other aspects where you can maybe let go of some some of these and you can still get what you want in the end result. It may take longer, but how can you really not compromise your quality of life and the standards in life and still get there with this much resistance there? But this is much resistant you're dealing with right now. Allow the universe to do the hard work for you. And I usually to sit back and just let them go. And of course they're going to like kick and shoot. Sk- when you say something like, and I wouldn't say profound, when you say something that really strikes a nerve and they go, well, maybe he's right.
1: <laughs> well, look, at you. Like, look at you for all your listeners and all your followers. Like let's 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 unpack you a little bit. Like think about the way in which you are so successful at what you do and how you've done it in the realm of sales. I mean, if you really were to get to the core, the essence, the real true epicenter of what drives Chris Ross, the way he rocks, Sure, there might be a science and there might even be a, philo- a philosophical approach. But, dude, I bet you any money that the bottom line is you do not want to disappoint your sister,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which really shaped a lot of the way in which you tick and talk. And I do mean speak um, to be able to say, I've honored the blessing that I've got as a result of the blessing that you've lived. And I yeah. want to be proud and I want to honor that blessing by being an extreme example of being successful. With the opportunity to be so,
0: that, that means so much to me. That's a big compliment. Um, but it's I the elevation,
1: right? That's the truth.
0: And, and you know, and I appreciate it, and it means the world to me because even no matter you know how high or how much we're trying to like really get ourselves to and elevate ourselves, and we can we can only elevate as many people to elevate ourselves. At some point, you're going to plateau, but that's the competitive advantage of. I draw from, even when you, it's kind of hard, man. As we talked about Mike Tyson and I mentioned before, like he mentioned in a quote, it's kind of hard to run five miles in a freaking morning when you got silk boxers on, mm-hmm. you get complacent. I don't come from money. You don't either. And I come from a world where great people and, and there's some really strong individuals that are around me, help mold. I'm a shared legacy of them. So when they see me, they should see them. So when I, when we about my sister, I cannot, and I will not look her in the face, and have her just be a second, millisecond, be disappointed on my result.
1: Well, I want to say this for everyone that's listening. I want you to write this down because what Chris just said was exactly true, is we are all byproducts. of Aside from the choices and decisions, we know that. But here's the one I want you to write down. We are, I am, Chris is, a byproduct of the conversations you're in, the environment that grew you, Mm -hmm. the people that helped you or inspired you. That's what I am. So I didn't come from the lucky sperm club. I mean, I didn't go to the best I'm a high school dropout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a statistical impossibility. But how did that happen? Well, because of the people that mentored me, groomed me, and those who I looked up to and was inspired by, that created a conversation that I kept elevating myself into. Yeah. Just yep. as risk, just as I'm, I'm, certain to think that many people that are listening to this conversation also too. But 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 if you want to change your elevation, you've got to alter the conversation.
0: Yes. Hundred percent. And are you tuned in to listen to the subtle drops and your mind needs to be impressionable to it. If, if you were, you're not going to, it's kind of like you turning into a station and tuning it in. You go to the F Remember back in the day when they had F- FM or AM radios and they like, and there's that one little and you would, you would hear it.
1: And you got stereo.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like you would go, you can hear it. Like, don't move the car. Right? You, that's you, what you're you, listening for.
1: You and I are now aging ourselves on this call. When right. Yeah, we're, we're able to get old as shit now. <laughs> see, what, what, what you're touching on is, is the abandonment of precision. Yes. Right? The abolishment of impeccability. That That's mm-hmm. the human condition today, which is like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll Google it. You know? I'll, I'll, Man, I'll it. It, there's there's such a lassie daisiness about it and I'm not trying to point fingers at generation X y or z or or my son's generation or your daughter's generation to, to grow up to and into I mean at the end of the day we we need to force and forge we need to force and forge our own character right so to in fact be able to make smart decisions hold to our choices be true to our commitments and generate that tenacity every single day to be as you are Chris obs- obsessed
0: Would you say that it's probably in our best interest of our children and to people that we're around, as in future shared legacy and the people we're future going to be coming in contact with to ensure that they're looking through life in a way of everything's a tool? It's how you utilize that tool rather than taking a step back and be like, I'm gonna use this as a crutch because I can go on my phone and hit, hey, who did this at nineteen eighty five? And blah 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 blah, and getting that information. But what did you take from the information? Are you taking it to another level, or are you just taking that information that that computer system gave me that tool gave to oh. you?
1: Well, let's reverse engineer that statement because it's pretty sure. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, not yet, because your daughter's so young, but I have a 14 year old boy, and I remember mm-hmm. I caught myself early on saying, Cool, oh, gosh, son, when I was your age, I used oh, to, of course, have- yeah, five miles out. in the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to walk three miles every day to this, and now your mother, you know. Is, is carting you around in a range over my goodness look at you and and then and then one day I woke up and realized that's just downright wrong because that's mm-hmm. just that's it's just different time these are different times as in when he has children those would be different times from the times he grew up in right. so so the only thing the only thing that matters isn't 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 not just the example we're living and the example we're leading leading from or or the people we are inspired to be so to inspire them to uh, draw and attract them it it one thing it just comes down to the fact that you act, always yep. in action, always in action, always in action. So to, so no matter what the conditions that your your daughter, my son, or anybody listening right now are in, the only way stuff doesn't stick is that you move. Mm-hmm. And if it's still sticking, move faster.
0: Right. Move. You got to, I mean, you gotta so you gotta look at how many reps, look at the reps. So, and, and this is, and actually this is a really good segue to pull it back and other strains because you come from Toronto, just from my knowledge. I think you put everything in glad bags when you were a 16 year old and hauled ass, right? I think you went back when you got exposed to, just from the knowledge, just from the information that Nate, Nate May, if you're listening to this, love you, brother. He's the yeah. one to give me other streams Like, you got to meet this guy because I'm telling you, like you and him are just like, you got to meet. <laughs> so For I boy. loved, and I never want to overlook that. So yeah, and I appreciate of course, Nate. Of course, I love and, it. And he said that you watched a movie Wall Street or something. You watched it and you're like, oh my god, this is a real life. And then you went back home and stole your dad's suit or some shit. Is it oh. Mike?
1: Look, dude. I mean, I mean, I, so I watched Wall Street. You know, Gordon, right? Getting, uh, played by yeah. Michael Douglas. It had Charlie Sheen. It was you know who, who played Bud Fox. And uh, aside <laughs> from all the in the, the the in unusual idiosyncrasies of the of the movie. There was mm-hmm. a line, there was a moment where where Gordon Gecko with his Rolex watch and his slick back hair and, he, and he's and speaking to a bunch of shareholders, he said, Greed is good. And I mm-hmm. thought, wow, what a controversial thing to say. Even even as young as I was, I didn't even know what that meant. But I just liked how it sounded. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people fall in love with actors and actresses, movie stars and/or rock stars. And in that moment, I said, I, I want to be like that guy. Um, you know, that dude right there, Gordon Gecko. Greed is mm-hmm. good. I jumped on a bus, and with the only five bucks I had, I bought a book on how to buy stocks because that was what the movie Oliver Strike was, which was stockbrokers. So at 16 years of age, I got a job as a cold call cowboy, making 305 cold calls a day every day for a company called Merrill Lynch. And uh, I mean, I I had no reason to be there, I had no qualification to be there. I I literally just snuck in and just barely got this job. Get on a phone, just get on a phone. I was tenacious, and I looked apart. So yes, I, I stole my father's suit, had him tie the one tie that I kept for months because I didn't know how to tie one. I kept it mm-hmm. hung around my bedroom uh, knob there. But 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 for two years, I made three hundred cold calls a day, every day. And again, to your point, Chris, I I broke records and set new standards, not because I was the best, but because I was the hungriest.
0: Yes, wow, and, and it it came from survival. Yeah, that survival.
1: Totally. So then I got kicked out of the house for, for just being a kind of a troublemaker. And, um, you know, so at 16, I packed my things. I moved out on my own and moved in with a beautiful woman uh, who was my girlfriend at the time. She goes, listen, this is not a no free ride. We're all roommates here. You pay this much. <laughs> <money?" Yeah. laughs> and, uh, we have cable and and, and and electricity. I said, aren't those things with the house? Like, don't they just come with this place? And they're like, no, you got to pay for those. And so out of, out of sheer survival, I worked even harder. So mm-hmm. for the first three years of my career, I just really understood firsthand what it meant to work hard. And again, not to make this a segue into another conversation, but that's my only concern about the future generations, right? Yeah, me too. Me too. As hungry as they want to be, but will they be willing to work as hard as they must to get even a fraction of what they desire, right?
0: I think also on top of that, the art of cold calling, the art of having a, a genuine conversation or a genuine interest in the other person, of not knowing anything about them in this day of age of, I can Google and find out everything, even your house. I can put your address in and know exactly. I'm like, well, tell me about your mailbox. And then it's like, why is it purple? And I'm like, what the freak? Like that's something that's going to, it's it's already m- moved away from, but it comes from where I come from is I want to generally, when I'm getting cold called no one's paying attention to me. Right. You can't see me. So I'm calling you and I'm like, rich, what's going on, man. I'm at like, I don't know you. I know you for 10 years ago man, I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on, Rich? I'm like, of course I haven't seen you because well, I never met you, but here's my name and here's what I do. And here's why you don't want to hang up. Mm.
1: Yeah. Listen, those, and those tactics and strategies only come out of the genius of being in the field of play. Yes. And so when you look, when you look at the power and the magic of even athletes and how amazing they are, it all comes down to playable hours. Mm-hmm. The more time they put into a thing, they become masterful at that thing. Mm-hmm. Inside of whether it's sales or whether it's speaking or coaching or, or providing mentorship or services, I don't care if you're a dentist, a lawyer or a chiropractor, the more time you got on the field of play, the more creative, the mm-hmm. more collaborative, the more predictive you become because you're just someone who's building your super machine up here on the predictability of every move that follows. So you're that's right.
0: Way, yeah, that's the only way to predict your future is create it right now.
1: Hundred percent, putting into work. That's right, because there's some things that scripts won't cover. There's some things yeah. that no matter what books you've read and how to go do sales, the best way to really build mastery in anything is to keep doing it and keep doing mm-hmm. it and keep over
0: doing it and over. I um, actually have a. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it anyway. The hell of it. The I was on a phone with an individual and I was enrolling people into a trade school. And I got on a phone and I was calling and I was cold calling. By the time I got this person to answer the phone, I was going through my, not the script, because I've always been the guy that was outside the box and I would just have a conversation. But every once in a while, when you're just really just in that conversation and you're feeling it, you sometimes, and this is years, it feels like two year lifetimes ago, three probably. I felt like I pigeonholed myself in a conversation. And she came back and goes, I'm a stripper. That's what she did for a living. How I ha- how I went about handling that with ease is how I got the enrollment and I ended up enrolling everyone that was like worked with her is I took it in, oh really which which place? What led you to doing that? Well, I came from a where did you come from in New York? What part in New York? I and mean, I sort of kept asking questions. an inexperienced person or maybe an inexperienced person of being exposed to something like that. What a freaking, like, wouldn't have known what to said. Mm. Um, I use my own pause as as, a, as my own way of, hmm, interesting. But in that, when the next question?
1: But that's why you're a legend, man. If it was me, I'd say stripper, prove it. <laughs> See, no. but if I'd have been stripper,
0: that the tone and the way that I said that, how many times do you think she goes and she's, she's embarrassed to say that? Mm-hmm. I don't knock what anybody does for a living if they're working.
1: Right. I mean, for all young listeners up there, if I were you, here's the updated script to what Chris Ross just said, I don't believe you. Please prove it. Where should I see you?
0: <laughs>
1: I don't believe
0: you. I don't believe you. I want to I see. But, you know, it just so happened in trade school, and if you're listening to this, oh, my gosh, I have to send it to her. She was my director that when it hired me. She basically told me in an interview, can you do this and shut the hell up? I said, yeah, I can do it. So... Uh, <laughs> But when I asked, we the programs that we had at that facility in the trade school had an esthetics program, so esthetics like you know makeup, hair, and all that stuff. Perfect, that was my ideal client. Mm. Ideal client, I enrolled everyone, so it was great. Um, Plus, I got a lot of happy hours. So, I mean, it is what it is. But that comes from you just putting yourself out there and being vulnerable.
1: Yeah, and 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 not taking yourself so damn seriously. I think right. I think we gotta loosen the grip and the obsession for being perfect. Oh wow, you know, bam. Just embrace your humility and your humanity and realize that like number one, people aren't really paying that much attention to you. Number one, to get over yourself. Number number one. Number two is <laughs> no one really is really paying attention and taking notes and documenting the times in which you fail. Mm-hmm. So so if you really get over the fact that people are judging you and assessing you, which is true, you're judging and assessing yourself anyway. But if yep. you can actually always fail and fall forward and know that you'll always get up because you'll always be moving, you're you're not going to take so damn seriously yourself when you do fail or the opportunity to fail actually presents mm-hmm. itself because it's in those failures and in the belly of a fire that you actually really forge the best parts of yourself.
0: Right. I think I only respond, I respond the best, like chaos. When everything's like shit hits the fan, I respond better that way
1: by the way that's what you know one of the four things that that Mike Tyson and I we had an interview um just about maybe 3 months ago or 4 months ago and, and one of the four things he says that people need to really embrace is chaos because as he would say is that it's only in chaos you get to rediscover the true character you are
0: mm-hmm. and it's is something that you just don't forget i don't think you can ever forget i mean i'm sure that there's been times in your life where you, you can maybe think of a couple and go Man, if I just shared what was actually really going on in my life, people are like, How is he able to win? Like, how did I've actually had people in my life like, There's no way he'll come back from this. Mm. There's no way. But it's, you know, obviously, early, I'm like, Man, so I, you have to lean into those type of moments. I, I chose this right at the beginning, and we keep dropping this. I chose to make the decision to lean in. And I wanted to embrace the chaos and embrace what was happening, and how far can I take the pain?
2: Mm.
0: and then i and i I embrace it so much that i can literally feel what i felt like at that moment and i look back on it now going (laughs) that's when you transfer that or the whole the the whole mindset and the whole mentality inside of you you go from why me there's no victim to try me i want you go ahead let's go you ready like i thought this game's called i win you want to play let's play so (laughs) you just got to then that's, that's, that's something that you have to, you have to live in those moments. Yeah. I mean, would you, I mean, you you have to put in, just, you mentioned the putting in the hours and mastering something. Well, I mastered being in chaos. So I know what it's going to feel like. I think that's probably entrepreneurship that people don't talk about a lot of is like, how do I put myself in the right position? the Right. People that, like, that's all great, but how much can you overcome adversity?
1: Well, and it's not, it's not a straight line. Brother, it's not as you know, it's not a right, right. It, it, being an entrepreneur is a lot like being a pilot. And I mean that that plane will fly off course a number of times before it gets to its destination, but only because it's your commitment to getting there and in one piece will you get there. Right. And, and then you realize no, you know what? The reason why you know one in three entrepreneurs actually make it is because the two that don't, for every three that try. Is because the moment things go off course, they make that mean a ton of different things. I'm, like, yeah. I'm not right. I'm I'm going to be a big failure. People are going to discover me. I'm going to go broke, and they they, they can't stomach the idea of failing. When when you've got to be in love with being off course, because that's just gonna that's just par for the course.
0: Right, we're got to be a dripping faucet. Like a mm-hmm. little, little, a little bit more. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not that that faucet is never going to turn open all the way open for me. So I know that I'm only measuring, reassessing that small drip. As long as I can manipulate that small drip to become a 1% better rather than a 1% worse, I'm winning.
1: No, you got it.
0: An infinite game. As long as I keep playing this game, I'm. And as long as the resources are there, and that's by asking for help. I see so many people that don't ask for help. And before we kind of get way off track here, I want to bring up one thing that really jumped out to me. And I just have to say to you that it's probably one of the most out-of-the-box thinking way of looking at your situation at the time. You were doing a lot of sponsorships for events, some bigger mm-hmm. names in the industries. Mm-hmm. And you had a, I think it was a booth at the end of the back of the thing, right? In a booth. So you're sitting in a booth and I put myself in this world for a second. And I have to say, and I'm <laughs> I was like, man, this is actually pretty genius. But putting yourself in a booth, you realize that all these big names are coming. No one wants to talk to Rich. Who the hell are you, right? So then you found a way of how do I get on stage and say, I'm going to introduce this person. But one thing that I think you did was fucking genius. What do people do at events? Take
1: notes. I take notes.
0: And what did you do the whole time that you were sitting there watching these people talk and speak?
1: Well, what was amazing What was, amazing was after I talked my way up on, on stage and once I got a chance to then introduce big speakers, um, I realized that what people were doing in the audience were just taking notes. And so when I went up there and I introduced myself and said, hi, my name is Richard Dolan. I've got this firm. It's at the very back of the room. We've got this really great opportunity for you that if you're taking notes, Mm -hmm. my offer is this. In exchange for your business card, so it gives me the permission to be in contact with you, you don't have to take notes. I'm not only taking notes for you. I'm taking notes for you from behind the stage, talking to those who are on stage so you can fully enjoy the whole learning experience here. Dude, I mean there was literally one particular, the first show I did that at our booth got pummeled because we couldn't actually take the number of people that actually came to us with all their business cards. Of course, the convener was very upset because he saw <laughs> right, of course, untapped opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I became the new sponsor of that new service. Um, but that put me on the map that, and that that's all about what we've just been talking about, Chris, which is, you know, you're on the playing field and you're inventing plays on the go, right? You're inventing. Yep plays on the go you're always looking on the playing field to say what's the next best most amazing thing I can do that can bring this ball closer to the net and and if you're not looking that way and just stuck in a certain way of doing it you're going to forego the opportunity of being creative imaginative yeah. right uh collaborative and and super creative in such a way that you're actually going to be able to push that ball up and down the court differently so for me that was that was I mean just an amazing a moment of innovation
0: Right. In a moment of innovation for you, wouldn't have, I guess you would say, come to you or spoken to you if you weren't in tune to pay attention to the small details. But if you were in this in that situation, we're like, well, I don't know if I can do this. This was something I learned from my father years ago, man. I've mean, worked two, three he's hardest worker man I've ever met in my, in my life. And he's just blood, sweat and tears working 18 hours a day getting up, doing the same shit over and over and over because he had to, because now I get to do what I get to do. Right. So, and I look back at that and I appreciate everything he taught me. But one thing he did teach me verbally is you want something, you better go take it. There's nobody in his life is ever going to hand you shit. You Mm -hmm. go take it. Mm -hmm. And that's something you took. Did you ask for permission?
1: No, I, ha- I have a saying. Someone asked me the same kind of question. and God bless your dad, by the way. But um, there's all, there's two things I'll say. Number one, there's always a line. There's always a line between you and what you want. Yeah. You just got to find it, right? That's just number one. And so it might be like this, and it might require you to do this. <laughs> right. Require you to, to offer notes that you now have to scramble in the backstage and now come up with the actual damn notes and on you go and on you go. But the second thing is this, and, and someone had asked me this when they had said to me, when you won... Your second championship ring at the Miami Heat. I noticed that you took pictures behind the scenes and with the trophies and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Can you explain how that all unfolded? I said, first of all, you got to know that although I was a part of an advisory team, I didn't have the right credentials with me for that final game. Right. So, so the people would ask me the question, "Well, how did you get in?" I said, "Well, I didn't need an invitation. I was the invitation."
0: Yes. Wow. And so
1: Love for it. you for you to really you know embody the genius of what your dad taught you. And, and what it is that we're both talking about is is that when you show up you're showing up because you're coming with the 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 the, the existential invitation like, I'm here because I'm supposed to be yes it doesn't live in your words okay like, hey, well is my name not on the list like are you oh, yeah. it
0: comes from the energy that you're transferring outward it, it, right. you're not the, you're very conscious of but everyone else really is conscious of because they can feel you not you don't need to say shit they feel you.
1: And I, and I got to tell you, I've many times got caught where I'll bring a friend with me and I've learned real quick that it doesn't work because I'm yeah. in an invitation and he's like, what
0: the heck, well, man? Do you do you, like, holding
1: on to your belt loop and stuff like, hey, man, let me in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't know who that dude is. He's like, Rich, what are you doing? I don't even know how to do my name. Mm-hmm. See you, buddy. But the, the more the stories, you got to be the invitation. And, yeah. and in, in a world right now that's more competitive than ever before, uh, more more visible than ever before. No thanks to the social media platforms. Right. And, 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 and celebrities have got guards up. And, and I mean, the doors are closing harder than ever before. It's not about being creative. It's about being more generative. You've yeah. got to generate the invitation. You've got to be able to say, look, I'm here because I belong here. You tell me why I shouldn't be here. And Exactly. Just
0: like, who, like, who are you, little guy? So you got to be at home on who you are and who you're not. I know exactly who I am. Yeah. And I know exactly who I'm not. And I'm not going to be the guy that conforms and goes online just because someone else told me to go in line. Mm-hmm. Who are you to tell me to go in line? Who pays your salary? You, you don't know who I am.
1: That's right. And, and and as much as I would just caution anybody to think that, you know, don't, don't get debateful, although I know Chris and I are just having a conversation. But right.
0: That's a, Yeah, that's a whole different. That's a mentality, not me, us verbalizing. Please, I and mean, just to let everyone understand this. We're not saying this because we verbalize that. That's our mentality. That's right. Cause you can come across very disrespectful.
1: 100%. So as, as long as you lead with love and as long as oh, you, yeah. lead, as long as you lead with that heart, man, I mean, I mean, doors open, you know, you're welcomed in and you get to stay. So it's important.
0: Right. I and mean, then you, you embrace the the vulnerability side of it. And that's, what's really difficult in today's age. And a lot of people, when they haven't put in the work and you mentioned this, and I'm going to do a little segue on what you're doing now for, so many great people out there. I mean, you've, the coach is behind the coach. You're the guy that of the guy. There's only one guy. Okay. And, and you're, what you're doing and you're opening up the doors with, I don't even know how much videos on how much content you actually have. Holy crap. And credibility there. And if anybody's paying attention to this and you want to become the guy behind the guy or the guy, this is the guy. Okay. So, that's a big deal, man. I
1: mean, look, I mean, coaching coaches in the NBA or in the F1 or in the NFL or in one of the five um, Hollywood unions for actors and actresses. I mean, look, I'm super blessed to be able to have at my disposal an arsenal of human empowerment and betterment technologies that I've been entrusted with over the past yes. years of being this business. So um, I've written 14 books. I've been a visiting professor at universities. I've taught programs. I've written programs. Um, I've worked with all the greatest leaders and top thinkers. I, I've come to call leaders, legends, and gods. Yes. Yeah. our space, literally. From Tony Robbins to Deepak to Robin Sharma, all, all of them. Uh, Grant Cardone just recently and I worked together for the past 18 months on globalizing his brand. So, I mean, for me, being armed with all that stuff, being a coach to the coach, if you're if you're wanting to coach and empower people, mentor people, lead people, you want to speak whether it's one to one, one to few, one to many with power, poise, and presence. I mean, in that realm, there's a lot of really great mastery available to you. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I'm just really happy that we've launched it in such a way that it's 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 accessible, it's affordable, and um, it's technological, so that we can access people all around the world at different times, given the times we're in.
0: What do you look for as in bringing on a client?
1: Well, one, one, one for sure is commitment. I mean, okay. just because you got a credit card and or a check that clears, doesn't qualify. Um, we interview everyone that comes into our world and uh, all because we have a brand promise that that whatever you came for, you will get. Yes. Um, we've released clients before. So listen, just because you pay doesn't mean you're going to play. And, oh, I love and, this. And so it's really keeping people, keep people's feet to the fire because I'm willing to keep my feet to the fire. So it's like if I'm keeping my feet to the fire and you don't have your feet to the fire, then it's not fair to me to be able to exchange for you the value come for. Love that. So, so a big part of the the, the statement you've made, and I want to share it with everyone. Um, you know when JC had said, when you reminded me of this, that that the you know, game of hip hop needs me. It's like that's why you do what you do. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Is that I, I think I finally woke up after the pandemic that has exasperated the underlying uh, belly burn. For the self-help self-leadership space that 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 thrives on the seduction of selling sexy and, 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 and glittery things it's like let's get back to being effective let's All get right,
0: I'm like yeah let's make an impact like hey hey
1: everybody let's make an impact that's like, right let's do it this way let's let's actually change lives let's cause irreversible transformation in the way people live and lead. let's let's actually do what we say we're gonna do and and the best part is and i want you to write this down to everybody at home and chris knows this is that I'm, I'm a big proponent. My battle cry, if there were one, or a bumper sticker, if I were to put on any one of my cars, is going to be become a living demonstration of the stuff you speak, the stuff Love you sell. So whatever I sell, I'm a screaming demonstration for it. So I'm always he- holding myself to account to that standard, always.
0: And that standard you're holding yourself to, I know that you do it when no one's fucking watching. Mm. You're doing it when no one's watching and you don't need to tell me that because I feel that. Mm. And that's something you can't teach you. I, I would put, I can write out exactly what I say to people on the phone and write it out. Now go, I don't understand, Chris, I'm not getting the results. That's because you're not, you're not turning yourself into the person that is, is able to say that with confidence.
1: Mm. You, because you, 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 you're hitting the nail on the head. As we wind this baby down, a lot of people end up saying, and I know this happens oftentimes is that people somehow are waiting for, Permission. They're waiting for permission, whether it's from mom or whether it's from dad or a brother or sister or the bully Mm -hmm. that bullied them back in grade school. And they then start to think it's something to do with a a sense of self worth. No, it's self respect. Yes. Your your parents, your grandparents, your great great granddaddy. I mean, the people who had to uh, endure tortuous moments they probably have gone through hell and back they probably have to travel vast parts of Mm -hmm. land or sea to be right where you are to make your life possible you have no idea the gravity of sacrifice and the presence of consistent courage it took for you to have the life you've got right now so Mm -hmm. this is not just about self-worth this is about self-respect and respecting your genealogy you yeah. owe the future generations to get your ass in gear and live the life you've been gifted.
0: Right. And you know, I look at, and I hold myself accountable to this and I actually wrote this down. I actually have, um, what are they call Flashcards. Mm. I'm a flashcard guy. So mm. I would just have flashcards and flip them. You know, that was me, man. Like even like, that's how I used to would train a lot of salespeople. I, love so I would it. write like, what's your major objection. Here's how to handle that. But here's what you need to think. Mm-hmm. So when I used to write flashcards, I wrote, I actually wrote this down. I was like, I every day, every day I wake up in the morning, I am living someone's dream that mm. someone is, is praying their ass off for. Mm. It's just I and to just keep myself aligned to that way of thinking that I'm like, I got to get up. I got to keep moving. I got to keep I got to keep growing. How, how what can I learn that I don't know? But that's what a lot of people don't understand that it's not all the books and all the shit that I've read and all the things that I've taken in. It's the amount of knowledge that I take in and make it my own. Mm. I don't just learn something and just, okay, I learned it. No. Did you really learn it? Did you, did you implement it? Where, where you are right now? And you, you keep touching on this and it's survival. Your, your subconscious mind, I want everyone to pay close attention. Your subconscious mind is so freaking powerful that you have no idea when you're going to need a piece of information that you read in a book or listening to this podcast and you're until your moment when you're forced and put into chaos and you're going to need that little secret and whatever that nugget might be. And you will pull it out of your subconscious mind like that and you'll survive. That's what entrepreneurship is. Can I survive today? Are you willing to destroy the version of yourself today to become the version of who you should be? you got to let go of all these alkylators. You can't carry your freaking bio with you, Rich. Mm. That bio is not going to get you in that door. Your vibration will.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't get to second with a foot on first, brother. <laughs>
0: That's right, man. you have steal it. <laughs> I was like, I'm rounding third. I'm, I'm going to get it. So like, I'm mean, going so much. So there's Rich, Was it? Rich you, yes, right? Sir. You're opening up a door for that. Well, I mean, obviously my teams will put together and put it into the show notes. Like, what is the best way to? I would say just get to because the easy way social media. I let's be real. But yeah. that's not. But what is the best way to get to your team and to the person of influence will get to you?
1: Yeah, no, you bet. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, you know, we we watch this very carefully. But um, you know, following me on Instagram, of course, Richard Blackburn. Right. Um, is a great place just to get a good sense of just who I am, what I do, and where I've been. That's that's what's really nice about Instagram. Uh, number two, though, is that that when you do visit our website, richarddolan.com, uh, we have a free show that we host every single Wednesday called The Sport of Rich, where um, I assert that life's a game, play it to win, and um, and we spend a lot of time talking through a free conversation. When people get immersed in our conversations, what they begin to say is like, you know what, I want more. So if they want to get more access to tools, plans, and uh, planning tools, well, we have, we have a, a rich you, which is you. there's no contract, cancel anytime. If I'm not producing value, you shouldn't pay. That's just the way we operate. And Phenomenal. so you, for 99 bucks a month, you get to have access to our vault, shows. Uh, we have our own show called the Courageous Conversation, where I get to interview all my celebrity clients uh, on a regular basis. I just booked Steve Aoki today. I got Eminem coming in in about three months. We've mm-hmm. um, done Mike Tyson, the late Larry King. I gave him his last interview before. Oh, uh, I was
0: gonna. Ah, you mentioned. Um, th- thank you for bringing that up. And, and I mean, God yeah. rest his soul, man. God bless him. Man, I tell you what the the amount of skill that that's is dying today that he just, he, he's forgotten more than what he actually would. You seen a version of him of interviewing people. And that's just such an amazing individual. Wow.
1: Well, and that's, and that's the whole point. I mean, I mean, we all interview different people, but what I have a really great knack in and back to the, the whole product profile and what we're offering is we, we give people a certain level of access like this Friday, I got Tony Hawk. I mean, I was hired to ride a skateboard because of Tony Hawk. So I mean, I'm at that juncture in my life where I'm in my forties somethings and you know, that are, are right. a legendary that are in their fifties or sixties, even seventies. Um, like David Hasselhoff, was fell in love with for for Night Rider or Baywatch, just to name a few. Night,
0: yeah, Night Night. I was a Night Rider guy, wasn't it? Like Baywatch, yeah. I was already got to a certain age. I'm like, oh, yeah, had hot girls. I didn't even see him.
1: Right. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Night
0: Rider was the
2: shit. Was like, Dude, you get what I'm
1: saying. Shit. So, so no, it's a cool movement, man. I mean, it, I mean, it's a great conversation. It's it's people getting to learn from different walks of life. And in, in this digital age where we're not in quite live, you know, event mode quite yet, people still get to say, hey, you know what, on a Friday, I'm going to get to spend the afternoon with a Marlon Wayans, or a Mike Tyson, or a Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. or Roy Jones Jr. post uh, his return to the ring to see how did it really go? And how did that feel to get hit? Right. by? So we're just having these real conversations. So um, I mean, look, a free show, rich you, and then you get to learn whatever else you might need and or want to get your hands on.
0: Right. And I'll definitely make sure that, you know, every person, you know, comes in, we get a lot of great, so many, I'm so blessed, man. You are. And, and it just, I'm so, I'm so blessed to be able to have an opportunity to interview great individuals. And I I know that you feel the same way and that's why you're able to do what you do in the levels that you're doing it. But it it's the way that you make others feel when you're interviewing them, and that's why they are, are so open to being I guess in a position where they would share just a little bit more because they're having a conversation with Rich. and that's something that I'm really I, I strive for in each and every day when I interview an individual. I'm like, listen, okay, it's easy to put show notes and it's easy to put in a little bit of work and find a little bit more about them, but it's not it. It's about the conversation and the energy that you want to make sure that you're holding space with that individual.
1: Well, and, and energy lives in conversation. Yeah. Right? So, so if you're down, if you're stuck, if you're in a rut, which is you know, all the things that people can experience on any given day, whether it's a Monday, a Tuesday, or any day, I mean, you just got to get yourself in a conversation that elevates you. And like, mm. I mean, God bless you for four seasons, man. I get it. I get what it takes to run these shows, to do these shows. I mean, God bless you for the work in your team and what you all do to do this. I mean, as long as you're in a conversation, you're in elevation. But the minute you're out of that conversation, remember, guys, I want you to write this down. Everything, I mean, everything works when you work it. Everything. But the only way you can make it work is through conversation. So everything is accessible through conversation. So if you're not in a conversation with someone, if you're not accessing expertise, mentorship, training development insight or thought leadership if you're not in a conversation you're not pursuing elevation so um you know we're having conversations you and i are having a conversation first of many i'm sure to come and um just if you want to be in action folks you got to be in a conversation right
0: rich again i'll I'll leave everybody with this i mean i've read on the i think it was the website it says billion raised millions reached thousands shared and hundreds endorsed i couldn't even say it any better i was like man I don't know who wrote that or you came up with that yourself. I was like, that just says it all right there. I'm in. Yeah. So guys, if you're paying attention to this and you've made it this long in this conversation, I promise you, your future self will reward yourself for this. Mm. I mean, just take massive action, but also pay very close attention to the subtle things that he dropped on this conversation. And I, every single, every single second it went by, I appreciate and I cherish. Thank you so much, Rich.
1: Hey, Chris. Uh, you know, First, a pleasure to you and your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, Nate May, he's our brother, so I appreciate him. Um, but most importantly, man, this is the beginning of an epic journey ahead. I mean, I've learned so much about you in this conversation. Um, and no one, I mean, there's no shortcut to a relationship. You got to put the time in. Yep. And I'm grateful for you and the investment of yours in me. So thank you.